0: Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining us on the Paranormal Factor podcast. In this episode, we're going to encounter the Pontianic. It's known in Malay and Indonesian culture as a vampiric ghost. Some say these deadly spirits are active at night, while during the day, the Pontianic spirits reside inside banana trees. Pontianics locate their prey, then kill their victims by a horrible means. They usually announce their presence through baby cries. These pale-skinned supernatural beings are truly scary creatures, and you'll be meeting the Pontiac up close in just a moment. But before we start, here's a reminder to check out the Paranormal Factor podcast Facebook page. Every single day, Monday through Friday, there's new paranormal and supernatural material for you to explore. Fans of the show know it's the best place to find monsters, quizzes, film, TV, and book recommendations, and current paranormal news stories from around the world. Now, on to our episode. In Southeast Asia, legend has it that a monster roams the region, a ghostly and vampiric female monster. According to folklore in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore, a pregnant woman who dies in childbirth or as a result of male-inflicted violence turns into this vampire ghost known as the Pontianic. In a famous story, the horror is revealed. It seemed one late night on the old road to Genting Highlands in Pahang, Malaysia before the new road was opened. A husband and wife were driving downwards, heading home after having their holidays. After passing a tunnel, their car began to make some weird sounds. Curious, the husband decided to stop along the roadside to check out the engine. The road was deserted at this time of night. The husband opened the hood and began examining the engine with his flashlight. While the husband was busy finding out what happened to the car, the wife sat quietly in the car waiting for him. Well, some 15 minutes passed by, and the husband was still busy with the car. The wife just sat there patiently, but she was beginning to wonder what was taking him so long. The eerie silence was weighing on her as there was not a single sound at all. Suddenly, she heard a loud motor sound coming toward her car. Well, in need of help, she called out loudly to the motorcyclist who happened to be a policeman. She was shocked as the policeman rushed to her in a panicked frenzy, opened her car door, and ordered her to quickly jump onto his bike. The wife hesitated at first, but seeing the policeman was in a state of shock. She followed his instructions. On his bike, she asked the policeman what was happening. He did not answer her question, but told her not to look back to her car. As they sped down the road, the woman took a peek at the side mirror of the motorcycle. There she saw the most horrifying sight. A Pontianic with long dark hair dressed in white was draining her husband of blood in front of the lights of their car. Now, that story is a legend and part of the area's lore, but there are supposed true encounters with this blood sucking ghost. Villagers in Malaysia told paranormal investigators from Singapore that on their island of Pulau Pemanjil, there lived a Pontiac who fed on newborn babies. This type of Pontiac could detach her head when she began an attack, usually at night. This woman vampire favored male babies. One particular night, the Pontianic had heard the groans of a woman in labor in the village. The Pontianic detached her head from her body and flew to the house in question, unaware that a group of villagers had set up an ambush. The villagers captured her with a net, resulting in her body rushing to unite with its head. However, another group of villagers killed the Pontianic's body by setting it on fire. Consequently, without a body to return to, the Pontianic was destroyed, or so the villagers reported to the investigators. The Pontianic has long been a staple of Malay horror. It serves as an allegory for the tension between traditional and modern cultural and spiritual practices. It also happens to be a scary paranormal spirit, a source of terror to both children and adults. She is one of the most popular spirits in Southeast Asia. Bring the Pontianic up in conversation. And at least one person will claim to have known someone who has seen her in parks, the woods, or alongside a deserted road. Let's learn more about this sinister specter. In Southeast Asia, legend has it that a man out alone at night must never look directly at a beautiful woman, because she might be a ghost that rips his insides out. According to folklore in Malaysia, Indonesia, and Singapore, a pregnant woman who dies in childbirth or as a result of male-inflicted violence turns into a vampire ghost known as the Pontianic. Along with a rather unique look, she's also identifiable by her smell and even her tactics. Again, this specter calls Indonesia, Malaysia, and Singapore home. She appears as a beautiful woman with pale skin, long fingernails, red eyes, and dark hair. Her hair may actually reach to the ground. She wears a white dress smeared with blood, especially after feeding. Her prey is most typically men, and she is ferocious and bloodthirsty. She returns from the dead with vengeance on her mind, determined to exact retribution on men. In order to do that, the Pontianic transforms into a beautiful woman in order to lure her prey. Once the unsuspecting man falls into her trap, she reveals her monstrous form and eviscerates him. Horribly, her long fingernails sink deeply into his body to rip out his internal organs. What does she do then? She eats them, leaving behind a bloody scene of horror. Weirdly, during the day, the Pontianic often hides in banana trees although she's also been seen perching in trees like a bird. But when darkness falls, she feeds. When the Pontiac is near, dogs will howl and you'll smell a floral scent. If the environment becomes unusually quiet and dogs whine, she's said to be near. Suddenly that floral smell is replaced. You'll abruptly notice a stench of decay of rotting flesh. And then as you start to become very frightened, your skin crawls as you hear the cries of an infant or feminine laughter. By that time, it's too late for you. So how do Pontiac locate their prey? The main way is by sniffing clothes that are left out to dry. Due to fear of the Pontiac, many Malays refuse to keep their clothes outside at night. As we noted earlier, usually they announce their presence through baby cries. It's said that if the cry is loud, the spirit is far away. But if it is soft, then she is nearby, maybe right next to you. It's also said that if you hear a wolf dog howl, then she's far away. But if it's whimpering, again, she's nearby. The good news is the Pontianic is a nocturnal creature that only hunts under a full moon. During the days and other nights, they just hide outside. More good news? They're rarely seen in homes, preferring to make their hunts outside. Mode Azadi saw one in 2002 at Kuala Pela in North Singapore. It just stood there on the roadside, he said. It was dusk at that time and raining. Its clothing? It wore white and the hair, oh my God, so shiny, straight, and it reached the ground. An encounter mode will not soon forget. Is there anyone safe from them? Well, the answer to that question is no, because it's not only men that are in danger from being victims of Pontianics. Babies and women are not safe from them either. They're known to eat babies and cause harm to pregnant women that might cause miscarriages and if a woman is killed by the Pontianic, or her spirit is captured by the bloodthirsty entity, then they themselves will become a Pontianic as well. Now, some researchers argue that the Pontianic evolved from another type of vampire, known as the Langsier, while others believe that the Pontianic is actually a child of the Langsier. Walter William Skeet, an author and researcher in Malay folklore, writes that a Pontianic was formed after a woman of dazzling beauty died from the shock of hearing that her child was stillborn. On hearing the terrible news, she clapped her hands and, without further warning, flew whinnying away to a tree upon which she perched, Skeet said. His research shows the Pontianic is known to wear a green robe accompanied by a mark of beauty, her tapering nails and long jet black hair, which she allows to fall down to her ankles. Most believe she lives like an owl perched on trees, while others believe she lives near banana trees. Stories have said it that her hair is left that long to hide the hole in the back of the neck through which she sucks the blood of children, says Skeet. While most believe her main targets are men, others believe the creature specifically targets newborn babies. But if you're unfortunate, to run across this female vampire ghost, what should you do? Is there any way to defend yourself if running away is not an option? Well, indeed there is. Countermeasures. To fend off a Pontianic, you must plunge a nail into her neck. This is not an easy feat. Like all vampires, she possesses supernatural strength. It will take many to hold her down while the nail is driven in. It's said as long as the nail is there, She'll become a flesh-and-blood woman, unless the nail is removed. A variation based on Malay mythology is the strategy to combat a Pontiac by catching her and cutting her nails and hair. Then you must stuff the hair and nails into the hole behind her neck. Again, watch out for that superhuman strength. Skeet explains this method will turn the Pontiac into an ordinary woman as well. Encounters Ozzy Fidez's friend probably could have used that information. Ozzy relates a story of an encounter with the scary specter. A friend of mine in university needed to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and this thing came out from the bathroom. At first it looked like a friend of hers, until it started to eerily laugh and then started shrieking before floating away. The friend described the thing she saw as humanoid, dressed in white, with long black hair. Yitra Sugiarto had a much more personal encounter that left her shaken. She reports, I met it once. It disturbed me when I was sleeping. She laid down on my body. I pushed her away, for I was shocked. About ten seconds, and she was gone. But my friend, who was able to see her, told me that she actually, when I had gotten up, she was still there, near me. Indeed, I still could feel it at that time. And while working in Rattan, Roy Bowie experienced the following. In 1993, I was working in Batam, developing a semiconductor industry setup. There was only one good hotel to stay in then, and it was located at the end of the island away from town. Uh, the road from town to this hotel only served this hotel. No homes or businesses on it. One night after our dinner, we drive back to the hotel from town. The road's really dark with no light. Sounds corny, but it was also foggy. And just before we reached the hotel, our car lights detect a lone lady in white with very long black hair with her back facing us. Uh, she seems to float across the road. I was sitting in front and all of us saw the figure. We were scared, but none of us said anything. Total silence. After the lady figure crossed to the other side of the road, my colleagues sped up. None of us even dared to turn around. Not until we reached the hotel did we even talk about what we had witnessed. Sightings of the Pontianic have never ceased through the years. About two years ago, two young Singapore soldiers were caught on video getting spooked by a Pontianic. Even more recently, the recording of what is said to be a a Pontianic cry even made it into the Malaysian-Malay language daily newspapers. Be it seducing men with her supernaturally attractive features or actively attacking them in her nightmarish form, it appears like there's not much holding the Pontianic back from spreading terror and going on her killing sprees every time the sun goes down. If she's real, that is. Skeptics are quick to point out an easy misidentification. The barn owl, white in color, commonly found in cemeteries, is often mistaken as a aponianic, say skeptical investigators. They point out someone startled might easily mistake something mundane for sights of the paranormal. For the skeptics, more often than not, people imagine they have witnessed a ghost rather than reasonably concluding it was probably just an owl. And then there's the more practical aspect to this folklore. It's the same as we've seen many times regarding dangerous and malevolent creatures hunting in the darkness of night. Creatures like the Rugaroo, Hellhounds, La Yorona, and the Pontianic provide the basis for a cautionary tale, a tale to control unsafe or reckless behavior. The Pontianic ghost is said to usually appear as a beautiful woman walking along a lonely road. As such, the story might be told to discourage young men from disturbing lone women when they encounter them. And we have seen many times in the past, it may serve as a caution to children against being out after dark and away from home, an effort to keep them close by and safe. The caution may even be based on modesty and appearance. Young girls are often ordered to tie their hair back by elderly relatives. Otherwise, they'll look like the Pontianic. Kuala Lumpur-based filmmaker Amanda Nell Yu believes the legend has much to say about female empowerment. Yu notes, she can walk alone and not have to be accompanied by a man, she can be as beautiful and provocative as she wants, and she can be extremely gentle or a massive flirt. But if you dare touch her without her consent, her claws will come out. Some may view the Pontiac's violence as morally questionable, but according to you, it can be interpreted as a form of power and freedom. I feel great sympathy for the Pontiac," she says, believing the ghost to be a creation of social fears. On first sight, you're afraid of her, but afterwards you realize that the real monsters are humans and society. All horror stories are created from this, she says. The Pontianic's fearsomeness is linked to her femininity, a concept that feminist theorist Barbara Creed calls the monstrous feminine. The Pontianic appears fragile, but is ferocious when provoked. Yet, when it comes down to it, her story remains one of tragedy and vengeance. Unable to leave the land of the living, she appears before her unsuspecting victims and enacts revenge for her fate, by eating their internal organs or horrendously stealing and killing newborn babies. Tragically, as with the vampires of Western culture, she cannot curb her hunger and cannot change her fate. And where the two roads of heartbreak and retribution converge, it's vengeance that wins out. Historical evidence suggests this folklore might have originated from the conditions faced by women who suffered sexual violence And a lack of access to health care due to their lower status yet many regional residents have reported experiencing pontianic hauntings in their villages there is no scientific evidence that the pontianic does exist but today it's undeniable that the pontianic is an iconic ghost in southeast asian folklore so if you find yourself somewhere in southeast asia strolling alone at night on a deserted road, and you smell either decaying meat, or the scent of flowers, or perhaps the soft crying of a child. Beware, the Pontianic is hunting tonight. Postscript. Pontianic is the capital of the Indonesian province of West Kalimantan. History describes it as a ghost nest until the sultan, Sierif Abdurahman Alkedri, and his soldiers fought and drove out the ghosts by shooting cannonballs. He then settled down and built a mosque and a palace there. Locals now shoot carbide cannons made from logs every Ramadan and during holiday events as a tribute to the sultan who drove out the ghosts. Well, in our next episode, we're going to encounter the awful, and you just know this thing has to be appalling, horrible, and creepy to earn a name like that. The awful is a weaned cryptid reportedly sighted in the towns of Richford and Berkshire, Vermont, by several people. According to local legend, in 1925, residents faced encounters with this terrifying and unknown flying monster. With a grayish color, 20-foot wingspan, serpentine tail, and claws big enough to grasp the girth of an old-style milk can with ease, it's no wonder the people of northern Vermont lived in terror. As recently as 2006, it seems the awful may have returned to northern Vermont with new reports of sightings of the creature. This is one frightening cryptid. Why, it even gave one man a heart attack after seeing it. And you'll be meeting the awful up close next time on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. That's right. It is quiz time. Here's your question. Alaska's little people have what key attribute? Is it A, a keen sense of smell, B, only four fingers, C, super hearing, or D, super strength? Once again, Alaska's little people have what key attribute? Is it a keen sense of smell, only four fingers, super hearing, or super strength? And the answer is D, super strength. Like stories of leprechauns in Ireland, elves in Scandinavia or Minehune in Hawaii, indigenous Alaskans have their own stories of little people. They're usually clothed in indigenous Alaskan garb and possess supernatural strength and speed despite their size. Irchinic is one of several Inuit words used when describing any of these little people who live in the Arctic region. According to the stories of the Inuit and the occasional report to the police by non-Inuit throughout the years, there are several different irchnik. Most have been described as having pointed ears, darkish colored skin, and very dark eyes. They're fast and intelligent beings, but in particular, they're very strong. Stories abound of their strength. In one tale, two hunters decided to climb up a mountainside. They looked down into a gorge and saw little people harvesting caribou. One was strong enough to lift a caribou overhead and carry it by himself. Now, keep in mind that an adult caribou can weigh up to 400 pounds. While it may take a couple of grown humans to put a large animal like a caribou onto a sled, according to stories, a single irchenik can simply pick it up and run off with it. Many times, Alaskan families have hung out caribou after a successful hunt, only to discover the carcass has been taken, with nothing left behind but small tracks in the snow. If you'd like to hear more about Alaska's little people, check out Season 3's Episode 4, right here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual, folks. And thanks for stopping by.